No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Have you ever thought what it would be like to have God direct your every move? The Lord led His people through the wilderness, but would they learn to trust Him? We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 13 on Simply the Bible. With a mighty hand and outstretched arm, the Lord had delivered Israel from the bondage of Egypt and brought them into the wilderness. We pick it up in Exodus chapter 13. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast, it is mine. This is the first time the word consecrate appears in the New King James Version. We will come across it many more times in Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers. It means to dedicate. As God spared the firstborn of Israel, now he said to dedicate them to him. The firstborn of both man and beast would belong to the Lord. Now, I will say that I have a special connection to this word, or more specifically to the word consecration. My grandmother deeply loved the Lord and had a huge influence on me. When I was a boy, she would tell me, Daryl, it's all about consecration. Just last year, I was at a pastor's conference seeking the Lord's guidance And I believe that he reminded me of that word spoken to me by my grandmother so many years ago. It is partly the reason why I am doing this radio program now. Verse 3, And Moses said to the people, Remember this day in which you went out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For by strength of hand the Lord brought you out of this place. No leavened bread shall be eaten. On this day, you are going out in the month Abib. God wanted them to always remember the day he delivered them out of the bondage of Egypt. That's why their whole religious new year would begin in this month. They were to celebrate it each year by eating unleavened bread for seven days. As we've already pointed out, leaven is a picture of sin, and unleavened bread speaks of a holy life. Now observe the order. God delivers his people from bondage, and then they pursue holiness. Some people reverse the order. They attempt to clean up their act before coming to Christ. But we must first come to God just as we are and receive his forgiveness for our sins, his deliverance from our bondage. And then he will help us purify our lives by his Holy Spirit. And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, which he swore to your fathers to give you, a land flowing with milk and honey, that you shall keep this service in this month. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days. And no leavened bread shall be seen among you, nor shall leaven be seen among you in all your quarters. When they came into the land of prosperity and plenty, 
God didn't want them to forget their roots. It's easy to remember God in difficult times because we're desperate. But often people forget God when He blesses them and things are good. By annually celebrating the Feast of Unleavened Bread, it would be a perpetual reminder of God's goodness and their place as His covenant people. As believers in Christ, we eat of the unleavened bread in the Lord's Supper. This is a perpetual reminder of God's goodness in delivering us from our sins through the death of Jesus Christ. It is also a reminder that we are called to purity as His covenant people. Verse 8, And you shall tell your son in that day, saying, This is done because of what the Lord did for me when I came up from Egypt. It shall be as a sign to you on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes that the Lord's law may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. You shall therefore keep this ordinance in its season from year to year. Children are naturally inquisitive. God putting in them this desire to question so that they can learn about the world around them. And when they ask their questions, it's important to us that we take time with them and not become impatient or brush them aside, but use the opportunity to teach them about God. They were to perpetuate in the minds of their children the marvelous work of God on their behalf in delivering them from the bondage of Egypt with a strong hand. Thus, their faith would be passed on from generation to generation. The sign on the hand and the memorial between the eyes were figurative, like tying a string around your finger to remember something. God wanted them to impress these things on their children in such a way that they would never forget. And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and your fathers and gives it to you, that you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb, that is, every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have. The males shall be the Lord's. But every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And all the firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. All the firstborn males belonged to God. The sacrificial animals, lambs and goats and calves, would be offered to God. But God did not want them to sacrifice a donkey, so they would redeem the firstborn donkey with a lamb, or else they would break its neck. Later, we see that their firstborn sons were redeemed with silver. So it shall be when your son asks you in time to come, saying, What is this? That you shall say to him, By strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And it came to pass when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go that the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all males that open the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. Among the peoples of the land of Canaan, Child sacrifice to their gods was common, but God never wanted any part of that. Rather, they were to redeem the firstborn of man. 
even as God redeemed their firstborn with the Passover lamb. Their children, who would enter the land of Canaan, needed to understand these things. The world has its things to which people sacrifice their time, their money, and their energy. But the best of what we have belongs to God. Sadly, many Christians give God their leftovers. What are we teaching our children? Are we teaching them that God deserves our first and best? Verse 16, It shall be as a sign on your hand and as frontlets between your eyes, for by strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt. It was to be a reminder before them always. Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near, for God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. As they came along the coast, they would enter the land of the Philistines, who were a powerful people. The Israelites were fresh out of bondage and not ready for battle. God knew that if they faced war at this point, they would get discouraged and want to go back to Egypt. Therefore, rather than leading them in a direct route, he took them by way of the wilderness. Many times, God takes us in a seemingly indirect route. If only God would go our way and on our time schedule. But I wonder how many detours and delays have been God's way of protecting us from disaster. 430 years earlier, they entered Egypt as a ragtag crew, independent and undisciplined. But now they emerged as an army in orderly ranks. God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. Therefore, the Apostle Paul exhorts us in 1 Corinthians 14 to do all things decently and in order. Verse 19, And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had placed the children of Israel under solemn oath, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here with you. We are told in Hebrews 11.22 that by faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instruction concerning his bones. So here Moses honored the faith of their patriarch and the solemn oath his brothers took that they would carry Joseph's bones out of Egypt when they went to the promised land. So they took their journey from Succoth and camped in Etham at the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. The psalmist speaks of this in Psalm 105. He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light in the night. The cloud would lead them through the wilderness. When it moved, they moved. When it rested, they rested. But the cloud was also a shelter and shade for them. It kept the burning sun off them so they could travel during the heat of the day. 
Then at night, it became a pillar of fire so they could continue traveling at night and see where they were going. They never needed to doubt the Lord's presence or doubt that he knew where they were going. All they had to do was to look up at the cloud or fire and know that God was in control and watching over them and guiding their steps. The cloud and fire were with them through the entire 40 years that they wandered in the wilderness. It did not leave them until they crossed the Jordan River and came into the promised land. Sometimes, I think it would be great to have such obvious guidance from the Lord. I could walk out my door in the morning and there would be the cloud of God's presence to greet me and go before my car on the way to work. Then at night, it would go before me, illuminating the way home. And if God had a surprise appointment for me, it would simply guide me through the day wherever I was supposed to go. But God has chosen to allow us to walk by faith and not by sight. Nevertheless, I believe the Lord is willing to be our covering during the day and illuminate our path at night if we will consecrate ourselves to Him and seek His will. This holy guide of Israel will also lead us through the wilderness of this life. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll look at one of the most amazing stories in the Bible the crossing of the Red Sea. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible.